Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Coming to you from the Glasshouse Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, this is Talk to Chuck. Now here's your host, Chuck Wicks. Oh yeah, here we are. That's Episode you. three. Fade it down. Fade it down, Chuck. Fade it down. Let's get it to a good level. Oh, I like that right there. You're still here <laughs> just a little bit. Sammy Shea is here with us. Hey. You weren't here last week. I wasn't. Because? Duty called. A lot of tequila needed to be drank at a bachelorette party, and so I went. And I'm proud of you. I came, I saw, I conquered, and I drank. You look uh, rested. I am going to hopefully take that as a compliment and hope you're not being rude. But No, you look rested. Yeah. Because I saw about three days of a hard binger. Listen, you know, you're not going to go to a bachelorette party and not you know, give it an A for effort. Where was the party? It was in Savannah, Georgia. We stayed in a haunted mansion. Yes. And it was lit. And we did like a haunted hearse tour thing with Trulies and uh, a lot of rooftop drinking. We went to a drag show. Of course it was great. Did. 
Really? Yeah. Now, was the haunted place for real haunted? In real oh, yeah. Life? I'm pretty sure our house was, like, also haunted because we heard, like, steps and knocks. It was, like, this giant house, and they split it into different Airbnbs. It was actually a really great idea. If I had the money, I'd do it. So, like, put walls up and stuff. It was awesome. Okay. I I'm just going to get this out of the way, and then I don't want to talk about it ever again because I don't do haunted houses, and this is why. I did one haunted house in my whole entire life. I stayed there. Okay. By the way, Abby is here with us, of course. Hello. There you are. I'm here. And I stay at this haunted house. This was in Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank yeah. you. And I, I, I stayed in this room and the lady said, do not open the door that is connected to this room. And you did it. No, I did not. Because oh, okay. I knew this was a haunted house. <laughs> so I didn't know why. I never asked why. I go, okay, cool. Well, it was her husband's room mm -hmm. who had passed away. And apparently was still in the house. Okay. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like the physical body? Like she put it in a freezer? His, uh, no, 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 no. His, <laughs> his spirit was still. Okay. <laughs> and, if, and if you open the door and so on. It, right. And there had been, I, later that day, I found out the next morning that other people have stayed in that room. This oh. is why they don't open the door anymore. Hell no. And they would wake up to some, you know, a, an old mm -hmm. uh, colonel in the army mm -hmm. choking them or all these weird, crazy things. I didn't sleep at all that night. But the next day. Because I stayed, I think I was messing with fire. The next day, I almost died in a car accident. That's when I broke my neck. Jeez. Okay? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to start it out on a yeah, dark note there, guys. <laughs> then I almost died. So, okay. uh, yeah. good to see you after yeah. staying in a haunted house. Well, I mean, I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm about a week out. And I uh, I still, I, I don't think anything bad's happened. So, I don't think I mess with the spirits too much. I no, I think you look good. I, I don't think spirits want to mess with you. So. Oh, that's the way I like it. That's the way you do. All right, I got to get this out of the way before we uh, introduce our guest Okay. for this episode. I'm excited about our guest. Uh very important. Talk to Chuck. We're like a week deep on this. You have to rate and review this podcast. So talk to Chuck. You find it wherever you get podcast and rate it, review it. Be nice. Be like, Chuck's the best ever. Or lie. Chuck's the best ever. Do whatever you need to do. Give me five stars. Very important. You know why? Because the, what is it? What do they call it, Abby? The uh, algorithm. Yes, Thank the you algorithm. so much. She got it. She beat you. She did. I went Gosh. to college. You. <laughs> so did Abby. Yeah, I did too, but I didn't, so I didn't learn that. <laughs> so go wherever you search podcasts, wherever you listen to, search Chuck Wicks, talk to Chuck, rate it, review it, follow it, get your family members to do it. They say, they say, the professionals, that we need about 100 reviews to pop, pop up on this uh, algorithm. Algorithms, there you go. So enough about algorithms. Our next guest. For talk to Chuck, big deal. Jimmy Allen. Woo! Yeah. I was the whole time I was holding it in about this haunted house stuff because I was on radio tour and we stayed at the same hotel where all the NBA players stayed in Oklahoma City, the Skirvin. And apparently it's haunted. So this is the place where first Ron Artest said he woke up, he got like you know touched by a ghost, like you know inappropriately. Oh. <laughs> so then players start making fun of him. And then other people said it happened. So when we were staying up for radio tour, right, uh, my uh, head radio rep, Byron, was in his hotel room. And the bed was in the middle of the room. He woke up in the middle of the night. His bed was flushed against the wall. And his pants were half down. Really? I was like, what? Because I, I had a room. We had the tour bus outside and we had a room. So I went. I stayed in my room for a little bit. Uh, 
it was me and the band went in. It was a cool night. You know, we saw LeBron in there because the Cavs were uh, playing them. and Casual. Yeah, he was cool. You know, we, we said, hey, LeBron chopped it up. He's a big old man, big dude, grown man for sure. Grown man. Grown Six man. nine. Grown Six man. He's a whole lot of man. He's a whole lot of man. 260. Yeah, a whole lot of man. A whole lot of man. A whole lot of man. Did he have his pants on or they were? They, 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 they were on for sure. Okay. They, okay, they, they were on. They were about eye level with me. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they, they were on for sure. They, they were definitely on. I don't know if he had hat on or not. I couldn't see that hat, but I definitely saw his belt buckle. He was, he was right <laughs> here. Talk to the waist. Yeah, talk, talk. It was, it was, it was a definitely interesting night. Uh, so it started off good. You know, yeah. I was like, man, cool night, met LeBron. I go in my room, turn my light on, okay. go in the bathroom, come out, lights off. Mm. That's all I needed. Went and slept on the tour bus. <laughs> that was oh it. Man. That's when that's when Black Jimmy came out. You know, because black black folk, you know, we don't really. <laughs> There's some stereotypes about black people for a reason, you know, because right. we're, we're like we're the type right right now. Yeah. If we were, if there were three other black people in here, if I got up and started running right now, they'd run with you. They'd run with. They, we don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We we figure out what we ran from later. I don't know if you. Know, I, I am white, but I would run with you too. You'd run with me too. So, but I guarantee at least three people in here would stay and try to. What's going on? What is happening? <laughs> Why are these black people? Why is what's running? Are they running from credit scores or what? <laughs> what are you running from? But yeah, I don't fool with that scary stuff. But I am going to a haunted house uh, uh, later uh, tonight, actually. What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's a walk through haunted house. But see, I waste my money. I go through and I hold my head down with my sunglasses on like this the whole time. Everybody else wants to go. Now, only haunted I can do, I can do Disney haunted. Mm. I can do Disney. Yeah. I can do Universal houses sometimes. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't get too crazy. But some of this stuff they got around here, some of these haunted houses, you got to sign waivers and stuff. No, there's a there's a haunted house um, outside of t- Nashville, Tennessee, somewhere where you get paid if you make it through. It's like a, a it's horrible. I mean, oh, I have like some they can like yeah. grab you and like torture you. And yeah, stuff. they can they can actually torture you. They can do. You have to sign a waiver, and they can put their hands on you, and, and you pay for that. Absolutely yes. not. Why? No, they can no. And I'm serious. They can torture you. Like they'll they'll put uh, they'll dump glass on your face, and they'll who's signing up for this? I'm serious. People actually do. Okay. But I, the crazy thing is, I have a friend. I won't mention that friend's name, and this friend is into things like that mm-hmm. and i was like right there's one in new upstate new york that this friend goes to and this friend said they one time he or she or them mm-hmm. uh or us or they right. were you know strapped to a chair uh and they were like hitting them with different things and they pushed the chair over and they were kicking them and they would pick them up and take them to another place of the house and it was weird. I was like, you know, that's not a haunted house. That is, that's like real. Like, what if they really kill you? Yeah, they're real. They're like, real. you sign this waiver, say if the person in it is really kills you. Like, you like. Do you sign? You, a, uh, you sign the waiver saying if you accidentally. Kill I don't know what yeah. the waiver says. Mm-hmm. I've never made it that far to These a house like that. You know, what's the haunted house you're going to tonight? Nashville Nightmare. I've gone oh. to it a bunch of times before. Okay. It's not that bad. This is probably where they end with the guy with the chainsaw. <laughs> no, that's Slaughterhouse in downtown Nashville. This one's in Madison. <laughs> he knows them all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like so, how you say he you doesn't never... do scary things, but he knows every Because see, house this is what I do. Area. This is what I do. Okay, I'm a big chicken. Y'all can make fun of me. I'm actually kind of scared of the dark. I don't fool with the dark either. Like when I'm at the house by myself and Lexi's gone, bro, I'm in the bedroom, door open, living room light on, everything light on because I'm used to like when I was single, I had my condo downtown where my bedroom was. I could see the whole apartment right. from my bedroom. If anything popped off, I ain't like, I reach over, grab my gun, and we're good. This house 
It's got floors to it and little cubby holes and little nooks and crannies. And so, where were you tormented in Delaware? Because a lot of people don't know this. <laughs> a, a lot of things don't come out of Delaware, but two things for sure did, and that's Jimmy Allen and that's myself. And Chuck Wicks, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I just never really, I don't, you know, I don't like the dark because you can't see nothing, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what's going on. That's right. So I just figured I'd just go and flip the light on and let me go to sleep because I can sleep with light on. I can sleep with the TV on. I fall asleep anywhere. Do you have a you have a carry permit? Yeah. And do, are you going to bring a? Are you going to carry on in the haunted house? You're not allowed to take <laughs> weapons there. Uh, but what I do in a haunted house is okay. I'm a chicken. I'm gonna re- re- reveal my secrets. I have someone in front of me, someone in back of me, and I either have my hands on their shoulders with sunglasses on and my eyes closed the whole time and follow them, or I'm looking down at the ground the entire time and watching their feet, whichever way their feet go. Every now and again, I'll look up real quick and act like I ain't scared. Like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, what you got? Ah, that's funny. Oh, that's really scary. Why do you go? I love it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Love, I don't know why. Love, hate. Love, hate. It's a love, hate thing. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of excitement, but it's like the cool thing is I can get scared when I want to. That's right. Or I'll close my eyes when I don't want to be a part of it. Like an adrenaline rush. It is. Yeah, you like it's that. weird. It, he started it's, this whole segment with how he doesn't like scary. Things. I don't. Just right. bringing it back to that. Yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. Trying I don't. to get over his fears. I like fake scary. Like that real scary stuff when you start getting in like demons and spirits and all that stuff. Mm. Freddy Krueger, I'm cool with. I'm cool with Freddy Krueger. I'm cool with Jason. All the fake stuff. So you don't mess with Ouija boards then? No, no, no. No. <laughs> uh, no. I, when I was. Uh, no, I don't mess with Ouija Let's boards. call it 21. I was 21. We mess with the Ouija board, and I will never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Well, that's real, bro. I tell people, you know, I tell people all the time. I said, people that I, I talk to a lot of people say, do you believe in God? They say, yes. I said, well, if you believe in God, you got to believe the devil's real, too. You can't have God without the devil. Well, that's true. So, I mean, what do you think? True or false? I mean, I definitely, I think that's true. Because I, I also really believe in, like, spirits in general. And I am just, like, not trying to mess with them. I'm not trying to be on Listen. their bad side. I don't know exactly like what the science is behind it or whatever, but like people are just like, oh, ghosts aren't real. I'm like, man, they're real. My grandmother visits me all the time. Man, I'm telling you, they're real. Well, you're, oh, you're my you're my deceased. Yes, my deceased grandmother. Like she it? pops up all the time. What like, does she say? Oh my, she well, this has for another podcast. <laughs> what does she do? No, but I'm just saying. I feel like you can tell, like people who have lost parents or they've lost someone close to them, right? I think that, yes, on one hand, you kind of see what you're looking for. But on the other hand, like, some things are too coincidental for yep. it to just be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's I was telling my mistake. cousin that. He was like, man, I believe in angels. I said, well, if you believe in angels, you got to believe in demons because mm-hmm. they're from the same story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know, you know, listen, hey, like, I, me and my buddy got into this conversation. He's like, man, I believe. I prayed for this and I got it. I said, well, it depends on who answers your prayers. I said, because the devil knows you better than you know yourself, too. He been around since you've been alive, so he could you could pray and God could be like, nah, I ain't gonna answer, but the devil like, I got it. Go and get that for you there, son. And I was like, that, it's crazy when you think about that. I'm though. sorry. Is that the devil's voice? Listen. It, I think <laughs> oh it might be. My gosh. It might be. The devil sounds like Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say I've never oh, heard it before. Okay. I just hope he's that yeah. short, because then we're in luck. <laughs> yeah, then we're good. We got a chance, but Thank I doubt. Did you go to church a lot growing up? Man, yeah, too much. I can tell. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was one of them things where I was like but my church was it was boring at first bro cause like we just had like a piano and the pastor's wife played it and I spent a lot of time at church sleep mm-hmm. like I got some great naps 
in church, bro. And my mom like used to have me and my sister in church all the time. So were you were you Baptist, Methodist? Man, so my mom was Seventh Day Adventist, and my dad was Baptist. So I was sometimes, you know, I was go Saturday, and then sometimes if I was with my dad's mom, I'd go on Sunday. So yeah, it was a lot, bro. It was a lot. I remember one time I told my grandma, I was like, look. Y'all don't know about this. <laughs> we got to like, come back on this church thing. I was like, I don't know. Like, I believed in God the first three days we went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, and I was like, our church is boring. I was like, you can't tell me God is in heaven right now with all the stuff he got to do watching this service. Because this is lame as hell. You cannot tell me he's watching this and enjoying it. He's sleep like I was. So. So when you with this, you're talking about Delaware. You grew up in Delaware. Did you? Is that where you got started? Did you start playing clubs and bars in Delaware? Man, I was playing in more like Wilmington. Yeah, I would go up to Wilmington with my younger band. So Wilmington, I, Wilmington would be the city. It's the city for yeah. us. You know, it's like a small version of Philly. <laughs> Very small. Very small version of Philly. And I was in, you know, my high school band had this band called Midweek Crisis, and we'd rehearse in the garage and. Uh, played all the like talent shows and the local bars and like Lewis and like Rehoboth. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I got into like stand up comedy and like I would do that in like different clubs too. I didn't know you did stand up yeah, comedy. Yeah, it's fun, bro. Like I'm glad there were no, because we had cell phones, you know, but they were like the singular wireless where there wasn't no video on them. Right. Because, boy, they'd have been trying to cancel me. Well, you had to flip it up. They'd have had. <laughs> like, that was like when I was in college. Yeah. I'm very thankful for that. This thing, like there yeah. was no. Like when I was in college, we had Nextel flip phones. You could take a blurry picture, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really no good video quality or nothing. Because right. like my stand-up routine was pretty, it was out there. Did you write, so did you write down your jokes or did you just go off the cuff? I would write down a topic. I'm more of a, a in-the-moment type of comedian. Like when something happens, I'll ramble. Yeah. And just go with it. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Here Nothing. we are all these years later. Look at you. I mean, I, Nothing. I I write notes too. And I there's not one note here that says, let's talk about haunted houses. Exactly. <laughs> I have went through that conversation. I'm like, why are we still talking about this? But I have something else I want to say about it. You know what I mean? Well, it started with Sammy Shea and your little ghost adventure, yeah. and then yeah. it turns into this. That completely derailed us. I apologize. Yeah, you set the whole thing off. But that's the interesting thing but you will never catch me staying in a haunted house no. i ask people when i stay in hotels this place haunted has it been haunted it is okay i'm out of here did caesar actually live here yeah he did <laughs> he did so i do want to stay in a house like lock and key though you ever seen that show on netflix called lock and key no lock and key bomb no you haven't seen that either? oh no 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 is that the with the picture of the stop messing with your mic i'm sorry <laughs> man it makes we so much noise Everybody sorry all this haunted house talk uh, i mean nervous charles <laughs> lock and key, uh has literally a picture of a keyhole right it would on the kid's neck oh is it scary it's scary it's not no it's not scary it's suspenseful Okay, because so my, is Invisible Man. Invisible Man, I thought was going to be scary, but it's not. It's suspenseful. Okay, my wife and I are into a show. You're married. Yes, you know Cassie. <laughs> She's actually in attendance. Which, by the way, I want to set the tone really quick. Everyone in here, because we don't have masks on. I mean, we've filmed this. We've all been tested, and we're all we're all pretty safe here. Just to throw that out there, we're in Glasshouse Studios downtown Nashville. Thank you all. I had I was on the Bobby Bone Show last week, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even allowed to come in until I got tested. So we're just want to clarify that we're safe. My wife is in the audience, mm-hmm. and what's the show that we're watching right now? I can hear you if you yell it. Shameless. Shameless. That's good. I didn't. I didn't even know. Shameless it. is good. You need to watch Dead to Me too. If y'all watch Shameless, you got to watch Dead to Me. 
Dead to Me? Is that on? It's is that Netflix? Dope, bro. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. with Christina Applegate. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. I just got hit to uh, Dead to Me. Uh, Yellowstone, I finished that. I'm just I'm on season two of Sons of Anarchy. Nobody told me how good the juice what? was on Sons of Anarchy. It's Wait, so how good. are you just starting Sons of Anarchy? Because, see, I was watching shows when that was out. I was watching shows like One Tree Hill, Revenge, uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time, <laughs> on, Gossip Girl. You gotta stop. Who's the girl? Because what? I remember you telling me, who's your, who was your crush? Was it on One Tree Hill or Gossip Girl? One Tree Hill. And who was the girl? Sophia Bush. There you go. Oh. Yeah, you and everybody else. Oh. Yeah, Sophia. And her little raspy I was voice. I was literally just That's exactly what she sounds like And she does that face I love Sophia Hey so listen Because I was single at the time I know before So before uh, Jimmy found the love of his life And babies and stuff like that He he, I had said You need to DM Sophia Bush I mean like dude You're famous now You got a number one song Shoot your shot She may hit it back And did she ever hit you back? I don't know I never checked it Oh, don't lie. On. Don't lie. You check that every two seconds. Like, is it seen or not? I don't know if she ever hit me back and I never checked it. What? <laughs> no. I never checked it. I mean, okay, I'm going to pretend like I believe that. I never and checked I, it. Yeah. I don't know anything. Can you check now? <laughs> yeah. Can you check now? Hell no. Here, I'll help you out. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch topics here. So your sister, I didn't know this about your sister. Which one? The, the one that's a hit songwriter. No, it's my cousin. Star. Your cousin. Yeah, she's from Rehoboth. When someone said that your cousin written songs for who again? She wrote Girls Like You from Room 5, Lovers Do from Room 5, Needed Me by Rihanna, Swish Swish by Kelly, by Katy Perry and um, Nicki Minaj. She's written a bunch. She's written with Madonna. Like one time she posted a picture of Madonna commenting on her Instagram. How and she's from Delaware. She's from Rehoboth, from West Rehoboth. How did she, how did that happen? Is she older or younger than you? She's younger than me. She moved to LA. She was at Delaware State. Um, she moved to L.A., um, worked a bunch of different jobs. She worked at Urban Outfitters and all these other jobs. And she got a pub deal with Pulse. But she just started writing a lot. Um, did you write, Are you? Did you ever ride her coattails? Have you ever like picked up and said, hey, I want to write with some of the people you're writing with? No. Why not? Mm-mm. It's just not what we. It's not what you do? No. Nah, like we wrote together only once. But we talk a lot. This is where you and I are different. Yeah, you know, we 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 Hey, cousin. Uh, but the crazy thing is, it's like you know, we she's starting to write. Uh, she came to Nashville and we wrote some songs together in Nashville, and um, she started writing a few people here. And the crazy thing is, like the people I write with in Nashville now, she met organically, and the people she writes with a lot, I met organically too. So it's kind of one of them things where it's just like, I don't know, we're both super laid back, super chill, right? So it wasn't well. You don't like to pressure anybody anything. It, yeah, it just happened naturally. Yeah, it's you know, it's my fam. This is a, this is a great segue for me to ask you just directly because um, we wrote together, and I it's going on my album. It is for real. Yeah, it is for sure. It is. All right, Jimmy and I you can make the stars fall. You can make it fall for me. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. All right, we can go home. Everybody can go home. I but I ain't got no song on Chuck's record. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just putting, I'm putting it out there now that I know for sure you're cutting the song that we wrote. Listen, I don't give away hits, bro. That's right. I'm gr- I'm selfish when it comes to good songs as a songwriter because I'm like, I, I, I've seen the artists that want to be that want to be an artist, but they're a songwriter and they have a hit song yeah. and they give it away to a bigger artist. And I said. That's cool, but you have to look at it like this. Say that big artist does take it to number one, right. and you're one of three writers. You might make $400,000, $500,000 off of that. That's cool. Or you could take that song 
If it's a great song, release it, get a number one yourself. And tour. And tour. And merch. And more shows and more opportunities and help Big Dick. Because I remember when after I wrote Best Shot, uh, my, the, the, this, this person that worked at my pub company at the time was like, do you want to pitch that song? I was like, no, that's mine. <laughs> I am not pitching it. I'm trying to build a career. That's why I tell artists, figure out what you want to be. If you want to be an artist or a songwriter. Well, you can be both. Right. But don't give away your hits. I actually, I agree with you, but I also know myself as a singer-songwriter. And if like, I don't know, if Garth Brooks said, hey, I want to cut this song, I'd probably give it to Is it a song you loved? Oh, boy, he hasn't said it to me. <laughs> but, I'm, but, but what I'm saying is, like, say, for instance, say Garth heard a song I wrote. Right. And I love the song, and I think it's a smash. And he loves it. I would say, look, this is the option we got. Right. If we do it, it's got to be a duet. Oh, okay. If not, I got to keep it. And it's no disrespect to Garth or anyone like that, but it's like you're trying to build a career. Right. You know what I mean? And settling for what I call the short-term goal is getting the quick number one. Then what if that's it? What if that's the best song you write? That's you right. know what I mean? And with country music, you know, you could write one number one and you can tour another 10, 15 years off of that one song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trust me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> or you can just get paid off that one song when it goes to number one and that's it. So it's all about kind of how you really want to set yourself up uh, for the future. Are you trying to build uh, a town or are you trying to build an empire? There's a difference. You know what I mean? Write that down. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to build that was, that was pretty on, great. Are you trying to build a town? You're trying to build an empire. T O W N. Or an empire. And Jimmy Allen. And got it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. See there that? You go. Yeah. I like that. I'm okay. excited, guys. You know, I'm, re- I'm pretty stoked about Jimmy Allen saying he's cutting the song that we wrote. Listen, you, the crazy. I, I'm full disclosure. I told Chuck this before, but we're here on Talk to Chuck. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember being in Delaware. Okay, Chuck Wicks is a big deal. Okay, in Delaware, like I remember, I also Delaware is the second smallest state. It is behind Rhode Island, (laughs) but still, you know, up until about a year ago, if you would Google Chuck Wicks, he was the most famous person from Delaware. I passed him on that list, but um, humble brag. Yeah, humble. I have not seen the new list. I gotta show you. I haven't passed him. I maybe I have. I think I have, but I don't know. That's a goal of hey, mine. Hey, real quick, Ryan Phillippe from Delaware. Yep, he is. Uh, Ryan Phillippe, uh, 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 Ziggy Marley, Ziggy Marley, uh, Stara, my cousin songwriter, Elena Deladon, Delano DeShields, Delano DeShields. Okay, uh, senior, senior baseball player. Yeah, I talk to his son a lot. I just feel like you guys uh, are listening. Oh, much. Delano DeShields <laughs> Junior plays right now. He's good too. He is good. He is good. I remember playing baseball in Delaware. And Delino was the guy we all were like, oh, yeah, he's, if De- he's from Seaford. If Delino can get drafted, right? From Seaford. From, from Seaford. God, oh. God bless Seaford. Oh. God bless Seaford. Then maybe someone from Smyrna, Delaware or Milton. Milton, Delaware. Home of the chicken plants and King Cold Farm. It is. There is a lot of chicken plants there. Oh, God, bro. Allen's. You got Allen's chicken plant. You got Purdue. Shucks. When I was younger, bro, before we got Golf's IGA, we used to shop at King Cole's Farm. Like, they had a little grocery section. And then we got Golf's IGA. No lie. It was about as big as from that wall to that wall. That was our that was our market. That's where we grocery shopped and everything. Have you ever been inside of a chicken coop? Like a big, long chicken coop? Yep. Nasty. It's they gross. smell. We, we, so, we were potato farmers growing up in yeah. Smyrna, Delaware. 
we almost, why are you laughing so much for Sammy? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're talking Delaware. You guys started Listen. listening, na- like listing names that just sounded like a bunch of vowels. Next to one <laughs> then there was a junior, then there was a senior. Now we're in a Do you know what group. Scrapple is? I don't know what the hell's been oh, going on. Oh, yeah. Do you know what Scrapple is? You know what Scrapple is? No, I'm not from Delaware. You ever heard of Pumpkin Chunking Festival oh, contest? Pumpkin Chunking? Pumpkin chunk. They don't do it anymore. They don't. But um, that's where we have uh, uh, concerts now. It's called Hudson Fields now. I'm playing my first ever festival next year. I want you first ever. First ever. First ever festival next year called Betty Fest in Milton, Delaware. I want you to play. So Jake Owens played there. Cole Swindell. I want you to come play the show next year. Betty Fest. I that your, that's your grandmother. Yeah, that's my grandma's name. I'm calling it Betty James Fest. I'm naming it after my grad, my dad, and my grandma. Because I wanted to bring my own festival to Delaware. And we got like a couple country artists, a couple pop artists, whatever. <laughs> you sure redneck right now. <laughs> my man, man, I got my, my Betty own. James Fest. <laughs> get my, my lipper. Oh, yeah, get your lipper yeah. back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool. Like, because I feel like I always wanted to, for me, my dream was never to get big and famous and have a house in LA or a big house in New York or a house in, in, in Florida as much as I love Florida. It was to create some sort of success right. and bring things back to Delaware because I still have a bunch of family. Like my dad's family pretty much built Milton Lewis Rehoboth. Yeah, like you go back all the time. I go back all the time, you know? So for me, it's important to, Go back and bring festivals there. It's going to start off as one day festival. Then we want to, in the next three years, compete with Firefly and be like three, so festival, four, five days. So festival, all country music or no, all genre? All genre. Oh, we're working on right now. We're trying to get Nelly and Boys to Men next year too. Put, put me on the country night, and that way I can enjoy Boys to Men. Next, next year it's just one. It's it's just one night next year. So we're all going to be on the same night. All right. Put, if you're having Boys to Men, put me. I'll go first. I'll go first. You go second. I don't care. I want there to be time between me and Boys and Men. As long as we can <laughs> and then we'll drink a lot and watch Boys and Men. Exactly, bro. I like this. Is this, is this for sure? For Becky? sure. Next year. Betty James Betty Fest. James Fest. What month? I'll Every year. Off. It's going to be in, uh, I think, August. Either August or July. I found out for sure next week, actually. I feel like it's got to be August, mm-hmm. right? Because, see, we wanted to, the first year we're going to stay away from the state fair. Mm-hmm. But when it gets bigger, I purposely want to do it because I have a bone to pick with the owner of the state fair. Uh-oh. This is why. Okay. This is why. And I purposely want to do it the same weekend as the state fair in two years because I played the state fair my first year. They paid me $5,000 to play right. when Best Shot first came out, right? And Jake Owen, friends with Jake, he was playing Hudson Fields the night before. Okay. So... Jake was like, hey, why don't you come on stage with me and sing? Oh, I know where you're going with this. So I didn't promote that I was going there. Nobody knew I was going there or nothing. So in the middle of Jake's set, he said, yo, come up here and sing Best Shot. So I came up there and sang. And then me and Jake both said, hey, tomorrow night, come out to the Delaware State Fair. Jimmy's playing. Right. So the Delaware State Fair guy calls my book and he said, Jimmy played, uh, 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 Jimmy played, the show at Hudson Field, and he it, he he messed it up. Now people won't buy tickets. First of all, nobody knew I was going to be there. Okay, right. so he didn't affect tickets. So sales. dude was trying to take half the money back. Mm-mm. You gave me five grand, and you want to take twenty five hundred? Mm-hmm. And I'm just now starting off. So ever since then, see, I don't remember. I don't forget anything. I threw all those people in a little box. All right. What kind of what do you name the box? Mm-hmm. What's the name? <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. But I named the box. And I use that as fuel and energy. That's right. So, all right, cool. So, my plan is, all right, you want to play that game? 
Mm-hmm. We'll play it. In two years, Betty Fest is going to be bigger than State Fair. And we're going to have it on the same weekend on purpose. I'll play Betty Fest, and I'll tell you why. Because I played the Delaware State Fair once. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been an artist for 13 years, Jimmy. Jeez. I've only played it once. And he's been the most famous person yeah, exactly. from Delaware Chuck for Lex. many years. I remember when Chuck DM'd me, because I've, I've seen you in Nashville before, twice, before you DM'd me. Right. And I wanted to say hi, but I was too nervous. No, you, I, still, I swear, this is full disclosure here. I this is this. This is full disclosure, okay. all right? All right. So, when you DM'd me, I remember I called my dad. He was my dad was still alive then. And I called my dad and I said, Dad, guess who just DM'd me, bro? I made it. He said, who? I said, Chuck Wicks. He said, stop lying. I said, yeah, he did. And I screenshot the screen, the DM, and I sent it to my pops, bro. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's an awesome story. Now here I am. I'm going to talk to Chuck. That's well, a really cute story. I, I got excited when I, because I never knew you were from Delaware. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what made me excited to, D, I'm like, I got to DM this guy. He's, he's on fire. I love this guy. Yeah. I wish you would have said something to me earlier. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to say. I was nervous. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little starstruck. I met a lot of people. I've been starstruck over four people. You, LeBron James's ways. Nope. <laughs> Kobe. When I met Kobe the first time, I could see that. Um, Will Smith. Yeah. And I wasn't really starstruck over that person. No, I wasn't really starstruck over Kanye the first time. Kanye. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to say. What did you say to Kanye? Did you say anything to him? Hey, what's up? What kind of liquors in that slushy machine? <laughs> oh, that's what you said. <laughs> Yeezys. <coughs> Are those real? Yeah. That's what I would have said. Yeah, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. 
When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Are you on our Are you on our wavelength right now, Sam? Are you back? I I came back. Are yes. you back? They, she, we went on a harsh detour that I was. Yeah, she was like, "What's happening over here?" Right All those now? Delaware folk, I just didn't know them. Well, we'll move off of Delaware. <laughs> uh, let's Let's go to what just happened because I this is what I love about Jimmy Allen. He'll always speak his mind. He'll tell you the truth, and he'll kind of set the record straight. I want to talk about your CMT performance. Mm-hmm. There is some love hate with that performance mm-hmm. because of Cyrus. Yeah. First of all, you, you're friends with her, right? No, yeah. Yeah, you're friends with her. How did you meet her through just... Stagecoach last year. DM? Nah, stagecoach. <laughs> we met a stagecoach. I met her. I met Diplo. Um, we just became cool. And then you just like, hey, let's do a song together? So she had this song written. So she wrote that song with Tyler Hubbard, um, uh, a guy named D-Miles. Uh, Al- I can always mispronounce your name. It's just a great songwriter. Alicia, Alicia, Alia, Alicia. Yes. How do you know? Girl, I know everything. She went okay. to college. I, mean, <laughs> Duh, I went, but I ain't paid attention. I was Abby, in, Abby went to college too. I was enrolled. <laughs> put it that way. I was enrolled. You were enrolled. I went, but to I was on too. academic probation for three years. You and me both. So uh, they, her label, reached out to my manager and was like, "Yo," because my manager manages Matt Stell, who signed to the same label as Noah in New York Records. Okay. We want to get a, somebody to sing this song. Does Jimmy want to do it? So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we um, recorded it, and then that's kind of how, how it happened. All right, so it's a great song. I love it. I love. I mean, I love all the stuff that you do. But the performance on CMT got a lot of some hate because of what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have did you care did you know what she was wearing? Yeah, I know what she was wearing. And did you what was your like what's your take on it? I love it. You want to know why? Because this is what people forget, man. The entertainment business is entertainment. It doesn't stop at fashion. It's about what you, what can you wear that is expressive and will get people talking about it. Because I had some guy, I was doing this radio interview and I let this guy, uh, I let the radio station call, let callers call in. He's like, well, we got people calling when I ask you questions. Put them on. I don't care. I'm an old school radio fan. So somebody was like, well, Jimmy, I love this song. I just wasn't sure about that bright rhinestone jacket you have. I said, are you a country music fan? I said, yes. I said, Google right now country men's outfits from the 70s, 60s, and 80s. What were they wearing? Rhinestone suits, rhinestone boots, rhinestone hats. It was loud as it could get back Very then. loud, yeah. And then somebody was like, well, no, I was naked. No, she wasn't naked. I said, she has tattoos. Did you see any? No. So that means she had a nude suit on. It's a nude color suit. The same colored suit that people that women wear in pants. See, a lot of people don't realize what those suits, what those outfits look like up close mm-hmm. in person. And they're actually, when you see them up close, they're actually really not put together that well. No. I mean, you can see the uh, the zippers are about to fall apart. You can see they're like, like definitely handy. Yeah, when, when you're standing close to her, you can clearly see it's a nude suit. But what I loved it is people were talking about it. Right. And I looked at the number of views. We were the most viewed CMT performance on YouTube by 400 plus thousand views. Right. You know what I mean? Smart. Hey, I love it. I love I actually love. That's album. why I wear crazy stuff on red carpets on purpose, because are they either going to make me best dress or worse dress? Either way. They talk about me. either way you're dressed. And it's exactly. And it, to me, it's expressive, man. I'm a I'm a big fan of. 
of 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 eighties and seventies country artists. I'm a big fan of Elton John's fashion, Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, Queen. I love their expression uh, through their clothes. So you know, every day I'm chilling. I'm wearing my jeans, boots, sneakers, or whatever. But when I'm on a, some sort of red carpet or whatever, in a moment, I want to express myself not just through my show and through my music, but also you know. What I wear Now it's to the point Where people expect me To wear something crazy And if you don't They're like what's wrong mm -hmm. You feeling okay But I'm keeping it chill CMAs this year You are You all black suit Black suit Because man um, For me it's important This year uh, They are um, They're honoring Charlie Pride this year uh, With the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award And if me and Charlie Take a picture together Or something like that I don't want What I'm wearing it's To big. distract From Charlie's moment Right So That's awesome After this year I'm back to me <laughs> I was going to say, you could always just wear a really black, like a black boring suit. Yeah. And it's right boring on the back of it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm going to keep it chill, man. I actually got my, uh, got my suit made the other day. So, okay. yeah. so do you have all your suits made? Yeah. Yeah. So I typically, I'll sketch them out. I'll pick the patterns and stuff. And I have this uh, guy that does it. Uh, oh, you design out. them? Yeah, I design them all. Shout out to Black Men's Clothes, clothes Wear. Uh, them and then my boy, Caleb Carter. I use both those people. Um, so I design it, sketch it. Um, and then I'll send it off and they'll make it for me. Are you a good drawer? No. You're not a good sketcher? <laughs> but I'm good at saying what I want. I'll like do a horrible sketch and hey, I want this pattern number here. I want this color here. I want the jacket to kind of fold out and go like this. Right. But yeah, I'm working on a white uh, leather suit right now. That's, that, seems, uh, that seems hot and squeaky. Yes. White leather pants with this jacket that kind of V-shapes here and this long tail kind of to the bottom, kind of V-necks right above my boots and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what is that for? Huh? Is that, what, yeah. what will the white leather suit be for? Something I have to do later this year. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. The suspense, y'all. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy does everything. I don't, I, he does so much, actually. I don't know what we can and can't talk about. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the project that you're doing with another woman that is very famous? Can we talk about that yet? Oh, uh, what what we're what we're working on? Uh, my uh, talk show. Can we talk about that? Let's talk about it. And if we can, we'll edit it out. Let's not talk about. it. I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have that. I'm working on a talk show and uh, a sitcom right now. Um, working on a movie on my life uh, with a guy named Brandon Camp. He did uh, Love Actually and a few other movies, and we're in the script part right now. Um, we're going to pitch a few A-list actors to play my dad and like my uh, my son's mom and a few other people and one to play uh, Alexis. Uh, Your uh, wife? Yeah. And then I'm going to play me. Um, uh, uh, keep it original. Hey, man. Yeah, you got to. You got to keep it original. Because I'm trying to get into the acting game. There's you only one I mean? Jimmy Allen. So we're doing that. Got the kids book out. Uh, got my radio show. Do you see? This is how it goes with Jimmy. If I, I You just can't say you can't see Jimmy Allen, right? And go, what's up? Because you'll be there for an hour. <laughs> and then you'll actually start talking about, like, the day. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to stay busy, man. I feel like this quarantine, this whole COVID thing kind of paused everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it put everybody on an even playing field. And you have a choice. Do you... Oh, God, it's 823. I know. You got to go. No, no, wait. Uh -huh. Cool. No, so... Hold on. What time you got to be simply? No, I'm good. I think I'm you just good. carried the one. I'm not sure. I'm good. So uh, I looked at it. We're all on even playing field now. So everything's paused. So when things kick back up, do you want to be in the same place you are? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to be ahead? So I looked at this time as an opportunity to kind of propel my business and uh, everything 
kind of on the side with the construction company. I have now the septic company. I started a publishing company. You have a construction company? Yeah. Where? <laughs> Delaware Septic Company, transportation. Yeah, man. Um, I started a publishing company with Sony ATV. Signed my first writer, my bass player, Tate. Um, uh, the, the book, the movie. I was like, it's, it finally paused everything where I wasn't touring a lot. Right. And I could do everything else I wanted to do because a lot of people, a lot of artists, you know, they wait until their career is here and then they kind of build everything else. But I kind of want everything to grow at the same time. So by the time my music career gets here, I can chill. You know, I can focus on doing more movies, you know, doing more books. Um, I want to take six months off, go to New York and do a Broadway show. Uh, I'm working on a stand up thing right now with the with a certain network. So it's like it's so many things to do. And I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. I feel know? like I need to get busy. Do you feel like all these things like lead into one another? Or are they all just completely separate things? They always lead into one another. I feel like same thing with radio, with with uh, with 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 talk to Chuck right now. What's the podcast? It's me talking to you. People could hear me that's never heard of me before. And right. then they go check out my music. Everything comes back to what I have going on. I can use uh, my book. People that don't know me as a uh, artist <clears throat> that just read books. You know, who's Jimmy Allen? Because a book says you know country artist whatever on it. Right. They go check out my music. The the TV show. I'm gonna talk about my music on that. And with my music. With different interviews and stuff, I'm gonna talk about my TV show, talk about my movies. So, so everything kind of interacts. It's synergy, and your music, right, is your, the nucleus of everything, mm-hmm. and you just kind of surround. I love that you have a what is it? What do you have in Delaware? The uh, construction company, septic company, transportation septic company. I would never would have guessed that. One. Yeah, gotta have septic, man. Every yeah. put it this way, everybody's always gonna have crap in their life they need taken out of it. So what I did was, I wanted to do it in Delaware where people kind of know who I am, and I have friends that are the managers of apartment complexes, hotels, different neighborhoods. So I went in and said, hey, do this contract with my business. And it was like, all right. Did you put your face on the side of the truck? <laughs> did oh, you? Here. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Just like this. Yeah, you did. Then you did not. I did. You got to send me a I'll picture. I'll send you a picture. I did. I had, wonderful. I had to, man. You know, it's, it's, but what it does, man, it, it, I gave myself 13 years to be a billionaire. And... Um, with a B? Wow. Yeah, with a B. I gave myself 13 years to be a billionaire. And not to be a billionaire just for personal wealth and selfish reasons. Right. It's because I can create jobs and financial stability for family, for friends, and then extend outside of that. You know what I mean? And, it, and, and, and there's so much that I can do and so many organizations I can personally give money to and, 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 and help out. Like, you know, every December, I go back to Delaware and I play two free shows. And we raised money for a local school in Delaware. So last year we raised twenty thousand dollars for my old elementary school. Year before we raised twenty grand. And I have a partner now that's coming in this year that's going to match me. So we'll be able to hit two schools. Right. And the money isn't for basketball jerseys or sports things or nothing like that. That money is specifically for children in need. So if you see a kid that has you know shoes on that aren't that great, take that money and buy them shoes. If you see kids that are struggling because there's a lot of families that don't qualify for free lunch, right. even though they don't make enough money. Cover their lunch for the year. No kid should ever not be able to go on a field trip. That's what that money's for. And that's what I want to I want to hit every school uh, in Delaware. I plan on doing this for the next 20 years at least. So You're a good guy, Jimmy. Hey, Amen. Can it, I ask a random question? Yeah. What is the significance of giving yourself 13 years to be a billionaire instead of 15 or 10? I like goals. And I feel like when you give yourself something hard to work towards, you, you really have to stay in your game all the time. If I give myself 40 years to be a billionaire, you know, yeah. you can kind of lax. You got you know, self-discipline. You know, you got to 
get down to what business. What year are we in of the 13? This is year one. Really? Yeah, this is year one. How old are you right now? Man, I am 35. 35, it's 45, 48. Yep. It's a great time to retire. Billionaire before 50. Yeah, I'm man. into it. <laughs> that's that's the that's the plan. Are you texting you're late? Are you texting somebody because you're late? <laughs> no, I told him just meet me there because I was going to have to drive all the way home. Oh, you're going, out of the oh, way. You're going to the uh, haunted yeah, house. So this, 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 <laughs> this, is, this is my thing. And this is what I was like. I was going to drive all the way home, right? Pick a few people up. And then shoot over here, which is closer to here. I was like, why don't y'all just drive there and I'll meet y'all there? It's not your job to pick them up. Makes way more sense. Hello? My transportation hey, company's in Delaware. Every once in a while, dude, you gotta you gotta you gotta pull the star card, man. You're like, no, I'm Jimmy Allen. You pick me up. No, it's not even that. I just don't want to do all that driving, bro. You, and I'm enjoying talking to Chuck right now. It's awesome. I need I, by the way, we said this at the beginning of the show. I need you to get all your fans, friends, That's family, easy. okay? To uh, subscribe. Done. Okay. Write a review. Done. And make sure five stars. Five stars. Easy. That's all they like got to do. Uber. Yes. Done. And then, and then I'm like Listen. the best Uber driver in the world. Anything for Chuck. Thank you so much. Any, anything for I'm, Chuck. I know I, I got to let you go. I, we haven't even really talked about Disney. Let's go. Let's talk Disney. That is a whole nother podcast. I Let's talk know. Disney. I understand. At least three minutes. All right, okay. At least three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Disney. Disney. Let's start go. the clock. Three that, minutes. That will be the that will be the actual thing. <laughs> okay. Three minutes. There's Disney. a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Shining at the end of every day. Yeah. If you're listening, you know this. This is from uh Carousel of Progress. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. tomorrow. And tomorrow is just a dream away. Here you go, you ready? Please stand clear of the door. Yes. Por favor, mantenganse a la los puertas. Yes. You know Let's what I'm saying? Go. Welcome to Walt Disney World's monorail system. Yes. Come on. You know what Disney song I love the most? I love the new fireworks uh, uh, forever, ha- ha- happily ever after. But the uh, 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 the wishes one, the wishes fireworks that it ended three years ago. There's something about this Disney song that just puts me in the mood. And the song goes like this. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you That song just, it just, yes, I'm yes. in the kingdom, Lord Jesus I'm here, Father You know what I've been singing to my, my little boy that's not born yet Tucker Elliot Wicks a dream is a wish yes. your heart makes. The melody is so fire. I mean, come on. Bro, I love Disney, bro. Like, because people ask me, why do you love Disney? I love the parks. It's my happy place. But at the same time, what Disney represents. Well, every time I see the mouse and hear Walt, I hear a guy that had his Oswald, his first project, Oswald, stolen from him. He didn't quit. He, he took loans out on himself and he had no way to pay it back. Right. To me, Disney represents, man, resilience. You know, perseverance, believing in a dream when other people don't see it. Think about it. We're sitting here right now and talking to Chuck. In Delaware, how many times do you tell people you want to be a singer, you want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do that, and nobody saw it? Nobody. Nobody saw My it. My parents didn't even know I could sing. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> they didn't. They're like, you sing? I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm in Nashville. And that's what, to me, that's what the mouse and Walt represent, bro. It's, it's people that never gave up on themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's I don't know. It, it gets me fired up, bro. I just they, it, that's what wakes me up every morning. That's what keeps me up at night. I, I love Disney so much, and my wife knows that I love Disney so much. And and thank God 
she's there with me. Yeah. She's like, yeah, let's go to Disney. Yeah. She loves Disney too. I don't know if Lexi loves it or just likes it and tolerates it a lot because I love it. Like, it's so bad. Me and my son, if you're a huge Disney fan, there's a Disney vlogger who's famous in the Disney world. His name is Tim Tracker. Okay. So me and my son start our morning off every day at 7 a.m. I get my cup of coffee, go upstairs to his room, we sit in the bed, and we watch Tim Tracker. Like, he goes to Disney and does all these reviews about the new shows coming out, the new places to eat, uh, how to skip lines, what days are better to go. It, it, we watch it every morning. That's nice. our thing. Tim Tracker. I think I, I will say this, and I don't like saying it. I don't like saying this, yeah. but I think you are a bigger Disney fan than I am. I think I might be. Because I think you go the extra, you go the extra effort. Yeah. You know, like watching Tim Tracker. Mm -hmm. Like I would never watch Tim Tracker, but I will sing Disney songs for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. And every time I go, I buy something and bring it back. Yes. I have a, I have, I have a shelf just full of, full of Disney stuff. Every time I go, I buy something for, because I, I've gone 72 times since 2012. Like I go a lot. Like, let's go, Chuck. You gotta see my you gotta see my Mickey Mouse underwear. Hold Let me on. see it. Like, I'm joking. I'm okay. Mickey Mouse underwear. I was like, well, there's Pluto. Yes. That is not Pluto. That's Uranus. <laughs> We're not talking planets, Jimmy. Oh my god. So was that three minutes, guys, of Disney? That was much longer than three minutes. Yeah. But yeah. All right, we yeah, end, a little longer. we end every podcast with this, okay? Yep. Because I'm gonna be a dad. Let's go. Okay. Congrats. So, You're already a father, by the way. I am of three beautiful. You're already a father. I, I call them my bonus daughters, yes. stepdaughters, whatever you want to say. Um, Mackenzie, Maddie, Avery. Avery yes. is actually here in the audience. Yes, yeah, she is. She, she left. She got sick She's of it. Nine. She she not. Y'all started talking oh, about that haunted house stuff. She said, I'm out, bro. <laughs> she said, she literally looked at me. She was like, I holla. And she left. <laughs> Avery would say that. Honestly. All right. Now, here, here's the deal. This is how we end the show. I'm going to say dad jokes. My, my good friend, this is not even a plug. I just yeah. do it because Adrian Culp wrote the world's greatest dad jokes. Okay. We used to work together a few, a few years back and here we are. Actually, like it was literally months 10 months ago. ago. Yeah. It's like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story. Anyway, how we get out of this show is that everyone has to laugh okay, well, at the joke. Okay. Genuinely, if you don't laugh, I have a laugh track. Okay. Okay. Sounds like signing. <laughs> okay. And I'll use it. Well, we got, we got I love dad jokes. I was going to tell you one later. Do you want to start it off? No, I'll let you tell okay. you. Okay. You know, I've written a song about tortillas. Tortillas. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 oh, we got it. Laugh. We're done. Joke. We're done. Hey. No, we're done. <laughs> I've written a song about tortillas. <laughs> I can't stop. Hold on. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that that like was it. funny. Did you hear that? My mother-in-law yeah. laughed. That was there. funny. Okay. I don't know Give if me it was another one. The butchering of the joke or the actual. All right, joke. Ready? All right, here we go. Two cheese trucks ran into each other. Debris was everywhere. Mm -mm. I don't get that one. I'm slow. <laughs> Debris Bree, like brie, brie cheese. Brie cheese. Oh yeah, I don't know brands. I know craft. <laughs> It's not a brand. It's a type of cheese, Jimmy. No, Kraft is a brand. I know, but brie is a type of cheese. It's not brie. Oh, brie cheese. Brie. Oh, I told you yes. it takes a while. Yes, brie and apple. It's a great sandwich. Got it. All right. Oh, my goodness. You know, I lost my mood ring the other day. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I get that one. I get it. That was a good one. Laugh track. Let's go. Give me one more. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
You know, guys, I've been thinking about it. I need to stop drinking so much milk. It's an utter disgrace. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. No, All right, I have an older dad joke for you. I have a dad joke you tell 14, 16 year olds. Okay, maybe we'll end on yours. No, we're going to end on yours. So, okay, 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 there's, a, there's this lizard in, in, in the jungle. Lizard crawling around, hanging out. Okay. It looks at to the top of the tree. And he starts smelling stuff. He said, What's that smell? Climbs to the top of the tree. He sees this uh, monkey at the top of the tree. Smoking glaucoma medicine. Mm-hmm. He's like, monkey, what you smoking up there? He's like, I got glaucoma. Smoke glaucoma medicine. Monkey, let me get some of that glaucoma medicine. So he so literally gets some of the glaucoma medicine. He says, ah, monkey, mouth kind of dry. Any water around here? Say, yeah, there's a pond right down there. Lizard climbs down the tree. Goes to the pond, drinking his water. Ah, so much better. Alligator comes out of nowhere. Hey, lizard, you smell like glaucoma medicine. Who's got it? You won't believe this, man. There's a monkey at the top of the tree with all the glaucoma medicine you need. The, the alligator says, are you sure? He said, yes. Yeah. So the alligator climbs all the way to the top of the tree. <laughs> says, monkey, <laughs> let me get some of that glaucoma medicine. He said, yeah, but good God, lizard, how much water you drink? You done got so big. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> you got it. Because he... It's because the, uh, the lizard looks like a miniature alligator. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> that, was a, that was a kind laugh. I was slow. Oh no, I'm sorry. All right, all yeah. right, all right. You know, my new girlfriend works at the zoo. I think she's a keeper. <laughs> That's on. funny. That's funny. All right, one more, one more. I got a dad joke to tell you once you stop recording. Okay, one more, one more. This is it. I'm, I'm ending on this one no matter what. I put a new freezer next to the refrigerator. Now they're just chilling. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No laugh track. That's it. Talk to Chuck. Okay. Episode yes, three. go. Thank you, Jimmy Allen. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. If you love podcasts, go where you search podcasts. Look for Talk to Chuck. Review. Review it. Like it. Like it. Comment. Comment. Five stars. Five stars. Subscribe. Follow. Do all yes. that stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your cousins in jail because they ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Jimmy Allen, everybody. Love country. Talk to Chuck. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. 
even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 